Hello, and welcome to Dice Don't Die, a Pathfinder 2nd Edition podcast. Well, hello, everybody. Hi. Here we are with another session. Although, we can't start how we normally start, which is what happened last week. Because we have, uh, we'll, we'll say a correction that we have oh. to, to have. Uh, but I do, I do want you, Chad, to go over your character and the level up that you did. Because we did not go over that last time. So originally, Sunny was going to multi-class into Sorcerer, retraining a few levels. But David got me really hooked on the idea of the Bastion instead from the Advanced Player's Guide. So, which fits a whole heck of a lot better. Just less crazy. Um, so now, uh, Beth has graciously allowed me to redo that and now multi-class with Bastion, which now gives me reactive, let me just look up the exact name of it, uh, reactive shield. So, which will let me, as a reaction, just instantly do a shield block. So I don't have to actually raise my shield as an action. That won't give me the AC bonus. But just something. I can also now, if I successfully block, I can have a chance at disarming someone's melee attack that way. Which would be rather nice. But how often will that come up? Almost never, because Sunny never oh, blocks, right? Of course. Sunny's all about attacking. Just horrible onslaughts. It'll never come up. Never. All right. Well, anyway. Was there anything else that you got? Oh, well, I guess I also uh, gained training, gained proficiency in training in uh, diplomacy. I can finally be nice to people and they might like it. Who knows? They might stop calling me a bush. Only maybe. <laughs> maybe. What a time to be alive. <laughs> right? Oh. That's hilarious. Character growth, people. Character growth. It is. It's. We'll say growth. Yeah. All right, guys. What happened last week? Well, after discovering the broken portal, we took some uh, much-needed downtime. Ashka and Sunny spent much of it cleaning up the basement of the Citadel and setting it up as the team's new base of operations. Meanwhile, uh, Nigel and Firethorn spent their time learning everything they could about portals, um, and Firethorn finally went on that date with Crink. (laughs) <laughs> eventually the team eventually we all met back up uh, with Renali who had also been studying the portal and we were able to stabilize the portal and walk through when we crossed the portal we found ourselves in like this cool lava hallway uh, and we were attacked by a fiery dragon uh, but we were able to put it down uh, once we beat the fiery dragon we walked to the end of the hallway and out the other end of the portal uh, where we found ourselves ambushed by a party of elves armed with bows. Dun, dun, dun. And y'all, that is where we're going to start today. I'm just dropping you right in it. You all are at some sort of inside structure. 
is what I'm going to say. I believe Sunny raised his shield. Firethorn was getting ready to sweep some elves, I think. Probably. So we're inside. We're not like in the middle of the woods. You are technically inside, but uh, most of this structure's walls have either crumbled or there's a lot of jungle creeping in. Okay. We're in like some a, a ruined building. Correct. Okay. Uh, looking around, can Nigel tell roughly how many elves there are? There are 20 of them. One of them says in a language none of you speak uh, something very um, harshly. Firethorn growls. Can I, can I intimidate? <laughs> <laughs> sure. I got a 30. <laughs> I rolled a 17 uh. plus 13. Uh, so the one who spoke rudely to you immediately steps back. Like, <laughs> he physically moves. Fear. It crosses all language borders. Like, right? good job. <laughs> one of the other elves in Elven says, Well, you weren't exactly nice, now were you? Uh, she's talking to the other to the one who took a step back. Now, the only person who can understand that is Nigel. Nigel will say, um, well, we're very sorry, in, in Elvin, we're very sorry to intrude. To be honest, we did not know what was on the other side of this portal. We mean you no harm. We please ask that you lower your bows. And he'll sort of hold, you know, if he if if he had taken any sort of offensive stance, like trying to prep a spell or whatever, he'll sure. sort of relax. Okay. Uh, give me a diplomacy check. And so will Sebastian. How great are you at diplomacy? Does it have to be diplomacy? Mm, what else would you use? You cannot <laughs> use lore architecture. <laughs> There's some good architecture. But here, why not? <laughs> That'll come up later. Don't get me wrong. I've got plans for your lore architecture. How about society? Give me a society check and a diplomacy check. <laughs> All right. You get to go with the lowest of the two. I'm, 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 rolling, no. I'm rolling two at the same time. We know how well this goes, then we'll oh, yeah. just stick into that record. So my society rolled a four plus 11, so 15, killing it. My diplomacy rolled a six plus two, so eight. We're doing good, guys. Mm, which one are we going with? <laughs> Nigel's making all the friends. The bow in her hand, she, she points it directly at you. Do not think that speaking one of our languages will help you. Firethorn's going to see her aim a bow at Nigel and like probably growl at her, too. Okay. Are you wanting to intimidate her additionally? Yes. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Whoa, that was an 18 plus 13, so a 31. <laughs> so not only her, but Sorry. two others, again, take a step back. Uh, but that being said, they all have their bows now trained on you. Oh, great. All of them. However, you hear a voice come up from behind. And see a different elf. Carrying a weapon of any sort. 
he has a bow on his shoulder and a dagger at his hip, but no, he does not he does not have a weapon out and at the ready. Okay. And in Elvin he says You are not the ones who went into the portal, and yet you are coming out. Who are you and what are you doing here? My name is Nigel, and then he'll gesture in turn. This is Ashka, Firethorn, and Shani, and Sebastian. Sebastian will give a little squirm. When you say Firethorn, he raises an eyebrow at the name. But that's all. We found an old portal. And forgive me, gestures to Renali. And Renali. My apologies. We found an old portal, and Firethorn, myself, and Renali were able to fix it. And then we came here. There's nothing else to that story. We're not we're not invading. We mean no harm. Give me one more diplomacy check. Suspicious you would mention invading and harm. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> oh god. Oh no. Hero <laughs> <a> point. Hero <laughs> point. I'll wow. be honest, you might wanna Yeah. Okay. <laughs> He, oh, for the audience at home. Oh, uh, I, I, I thought another another dice fallacy here. I thought based on Firethorn's previous like seventeens, eighteens. <laughs> hey, that that must be a hot roller. Oh, and man. I rolled a one, so we're gonna redo that. Hero point, real early on in the session. What about your last two rolls? Told you you were rolling high tonight. <laughs> Uh, 14 plus 2, so 16. He smiles broadly and says, We know you are not the ones who went through initially. Please. And he motions for all of his um, associates to lower their weapons. That Sonny will lower the shield. (laughs) My name is Jahasi of the Leopard Clan. My mother is of the River Clan. We are known as the Ikuje elves. We live here in the Mwangi. Real quick, when he said his mother, did he gesture to anyone? No. Okay. Also, when he said, I am Jahasi of the Leopard Clan, he said that in common. So everyone heard. He said, my mother is of the River Clan, and we are the Ikuje elves. That was all in common. Please, walk with me. Uh, This is in common as well. Let my associates calm for a bit firethorn you have an intimidating glare firethorn curtsies <laughs> <laughs> okay that's not what i expected but i like it <laughs> i guess i will bow maybe she bow i don't know so he sort of walks you over to the edge of the temple still within earshot of everyone but a little bit of ways so that it's not so, you know, aggressive. There, there were tensions. <laughs> Renali, uh, as you walk over, says, I did not see them when first came through. They must have recently taken back this temple. Say to Renali, so this is the same place that you came through. This is your home. Yes. Ah, uh, no. This is where I entered the portal. This is where I was tracking the Cinderclaws. My home 
is about a week's travel that way. Well, at least we got closure. Uh, when she says that, Jahasi says something in Mwangi, and she says something back. And he uh, smiles and makes a gesture with his hand, as if to say greetings. And she makes the same gesture. I have, I have a question. Maybe either Nigel or Renali can ask. So if they weren't there when Renali went through the portal, I guess, can we ask when they saw people go through the portal? Because I'm wondering if they went through the portal after Renali did. Because they were there to see somebody else go through the portal. That makes sense. Uh, Nigel will ask that, but he's going to wait a little bit for um, Jahasi to start the conversation. Sure. So uh, after his greeting with Renali, you guys stop at the edge of the temple. It's hot and humid. The air seems to hang heavy in this sort of open-air temple. You're surrounded by stone arches smeared black with soot. You see charred branches and clumps of root, roots that mark the shape of where a garden once stood. In the middle of the ring of stone arches is a pit of charcoal and a half-cleat wooden pillar with a dragon head knocked up off of the top of it. Only one section of the stone arches is solid. This seems to be the one that has the gate that you guys came through. All of the other sections have been destroyed. Uh, I'm guessing there's a dragon head on the floor somewhere near us? It's not an actual dragon head. It is one made of like wood. A, like a, yeah, like, like a statue, like a sculpture of one. Yes. Firethorn's going to kick it. Ow. Would that hurt your foot? <laughs> I mean, it's like a wooden... I imagine it would just roll across the floor, right? Oh, okay. So, when you kick it, uh, one of the other elves, not Jahasi, uh, this is... We'll say this is happening while Jahasi and Renali are speaking. One of the other elves lets out a, a cheer and then says something to you in Elven that uh, Nigel, you hear, says... We knocked the top off. It can no longer do us harm. Firethorn will just like whoop. <laughs> yeah, he whoops with you. He, yeah. he is shorter than the rest of his brethren. All of the elves uh, typically have very dark skin uh, with anywhere ranging from light blue to dark blue eyes. Their hair is varying degrees of brown and black. Uh, in a variety of practical styles. Most of their gear is made of what you assume to be jungle material. So their armor is made out of bark. Um, their bow is made from the trees. Things like that. Um, one of the things that you don't necessarily see, but a, a little bit of, is uh, animal fur. You see some, but not a lot. Uh, also, the jewelry that you see because there is some, everyone else is wearing stone or copper, except for Jahasi, who has gold jewelry. So once he leads you to this uh, section of the temple, he says, so you are here following the cult, yes? I suppose. We're, we're mostly here following Renali, and she is following the cult. Uh, she smiles, Renali smiles and nods. The cult of cinders should not be trusted. Jahasi 
nods fervently. Oh, absolutely. That is why we were here. But he doesn't say anything more than that. Uh, Nigel will ask, uh, you mentioned that others had gone through the portal. Were they some of your your clan or your, your friends? Did you know them? No. None of us went through. Only those of the Cinder Claws. We are set here to guard the temple, to keep the Hunter Gate from opening. We failed in this task. Do you know the name Malarak? I do not. Is he one of the cultists that slipped through? Uh, given what we've found out, we think he was some sort of leader. Hmm. And Charuka he... or Bogard? Charuka. Hmm. We, there were Bogards. Mm-hmm. We were attacked. The Cinder Claws sent Charuka and Bogards three times as many as went through. They were much stronger. Claws and scales and breath of fire. And he spits on the ground. That is no excuse. He holds his arms stiffly. I ordered us to run. We returned and fought them off. But not before they opened the hunter gate and some went through. Renali says, Yes, that is when I was through too. I did not see any of the elves. That is when we had retreated and came back with greater numbers. What other questions do you have? Do you know what these Cinderclaw want? Ah, it is my guess that they are worshipping the darkness. And they were called here. And that's all he says. Have you heard of the hawk? Ah, the story of the darkness is not for me to speak. That is for our linguists. We've only heard mentionings, read some notes from an elf, half-elf, from my own hometown, who was working with some of these cinder claws. Hmm. She has turned to the darkness, then. This is true. He rubs a wound on his neck and says, You must speak to our linguist. She will help you. You should come with us. Back to our, our city. As you say. I... All of this is in common, by the way. He says, uh, I only speak some. Of your tongue. But our linguist, she speaks much. You come. Join for tonight, and we will deal with the cultists another day. Nigel nods. Okay. Do you guys have any uh, other questions for him? So Ashka's just been mostly like, just like following around, just like looking at everything, just trying to make as many sort of like observations as possible uh-huh. um i th- think she would have she definitely would have noted that that he's wearing jewelry that is fancier than everybody else's just sort of like eavesdropping on the conversation but i think she's sticking kind of close to to renali right now and she's not really not really saying much okay sunny has probably been like eyeing some of the the elves weapons like <gasps> Oh, those are really pretty. Oh my gosh. Oh, um, excuse me. Uh, can't, 
can anyone like in your village teach me how to make those? They're so pretty. You asked this of Jahasi? Yeah. Uh, he smiles. He says, uh, we have many crafters in our city. I'm sure they would teach you, but it would take much time. Oh, yeah. It is not a craft you learn easily, yes? Absolutely. However, if I am correct, you would never be short of materials, yes? <laughs> this is an advantage. Very true. Uh, he smiles very broadly at you. If you guys don't have anything else for him, any other questions, he is going to shout out a name. Karthik, come. And one of the elves come over. Elves typically are about as tall as humans, uh, but pretty lanky. She even more so. I would say she's pretty short, even for an elf. Um, think less than five feet tall. Uh, and most of that is leg. She looks to be young, but it's hard to tell with elves because they live so long. Uh, she comes over and says something in Mwangi. He gives her some instructions and then she books it. She starts running and uh, you don't see her anymore. She freaking vanished. Is she a monk? Uh, no. Dang. But he, he does smile and look at you and he says, uh, she is the fastest among us. She will prepare the city for your arrival. They will know of your coming. Our linguist will be waiting for us. Uh-huh. How, how long will it take us to get there? Hmm. Do you travel jungle? Is this often things you do? Travel through woods? We don't have jungle where we come from. Hmm. Then we will travel slow. Two or three hours. Akrival will be ready for us when we arrive. Okay. He nods at you and then goes over to talk to a few of the elves. Two of them uh, split off and come with you. Uh, the rest stay behind to guard Hunter's Gate. And you guys start walking. It is not a great trek. It is lots of jungle. Uh, there are times when you have to leave the ground and walk across like broken trees. But eventually, you all see some structures ahead of you. Hey, hey, Nigel. Want to give me a lore architecture? Let's do this. I rolled a nine, but luckily I get a plus 11, so 20 altogether. Yeah, so you see, all of you kind of see what looks to be a rope bridge up ahead, but you notice the vines tying it to more structures above it and more structure. And then you notice that above you in the trees, there is an entire city. We are talking. Oh my. Hundreds of elves walking across wooden planks, going from treetop to treetop that have been, the c- tops have been cut off of them to make a platform. These platforms are huge. 
when Nigel notices this, how far away are we from from this? Are, are, does he notice it like once we're already? No, it's still up ahead. Okay. Um, but it is close. Like uh, you can see a figure waiting next to one of the rope bridges, and you seem to be walking towards that figure. Nigel will point this out to the rest of the group. Just a quick gesture. Mm. Firethorn's just staring at it. She's amazed. Yeah, it it is quite impressive. Sunny probably cries a little bit seeing the gigantic trees cut down to make platforms. Mm. So sad. <laughs> As you approach, you see that the Akuje elf that waits for you is actually a half-elf. Uh, you can tell this, most notably, because of her eyes and ears. The other thing that you notice about her is that she looks a little different. Not only are her eyes like what a human would have, but one of her arms is made of wood. Does it like bend and flex like a regular arm? Just looks wood? Or? Oh yeah, as you're watching her, she is m- making it reshape itself as if she's bored. Merle High Church arm. I like her. Ashka's looking at her and looking at Sunny and looking at her and looking at Sunny and going, same? Same? No. I don't know. (laughs) Do you say that out loud? You're like, oh, I like her? Uh, yeah. Jahasi laughs. He he, uh, smiles very broadly. He goes, of course you do. That is Nikita. She's my daughter. How does she do that with her arm? Hmm. A story for another day, yes? Yeah. She is very proud of it, and can climb like no one else. Very useful. Uh, he nods. Uh, as you guys approach, uh, she greets you. I am Nikita of the Leopard Clan. My mother was of the Stargazer Clan. You are guests of the Akujue tonight. Welcome to our land. Thank you. She uh, claps her hands together and she says, I am so excited. This will be great fun. Then her and Jahasi climb up into the trees using the rope bridge. For some reason I thought they were just climbing the trees. <laughs> and I was like, Sunny's going, yeah! <laughs> what a place for short people. Uh, do you need you to make an acrobatics or athletics tre- check to climb up into the canopy? <laughs> Nigel sl- shows a slight bit of alarm at this. What, at climbing? Yeah, the last climb check didn't go very well. Yeah, that's probably fair. Wow. So Firethorn does an athletics check. She gets a plus 13 and rolled an 18. So a 31. Oh man, you're you're on fire tonight. Yeah, you yep. you climb up there so well. I, I got a natural twenty. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, so that's a thirty-one altogether. Thirty-one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you're same as uh, Firethorn. All right. Uh, I rolled a fifteen plus seven, so that's a twenty-two. Did I do math right? Twenty-two. Yeah, you you make it up. You're just a little bit behind Firethorn and Sunny. Nigel? Nigel lags behind because he's stretching a little. 
Oh, no. Uh, so he rolled, Nigel rolled an 11 plus 6, so 17. He makes it up. Yeah. It's, it's a little strenuous, and you're panting a little bit when you get up. But uh, you look around, and there were a couple of elves watching. And you see one of them uh, lean their hand out, and another one go and give him uh, some sort of coinage. They were taking bets on whether you'd fail. <laughs> oh, they were betting. Oh, <laughs> oh. I love that. You, you made that noise. I thought I thought one of them was spitting in their hand or something. <laughs> That's what I at first thought. Or they were no. spitting at you. Okay. I don't know. I thought they were going to spit in their hand and then offer it to me. <laughs> No, 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 no. He hands the coinage to the other elf. No, they were betting to see if you'd fail. Oh. Uh, when Nigel gets to the top, his brow's a little sweaty, and Sebastian reaches over and wipes it. Thank you, buddy. Okay. <laughs> that poor owl. He's got to, like, shake his feathers off. <laughs> Jahasi and the two other elves uh, that he were with walk off, and Nikita says... Well, there will be much time before the feast. Where would you like to go? We have the whole city to explore. Uh, something about the linguist, right? Ah, I am the linguist. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) My father is a dodgy one. He could not tell you, of course. His daughter was the one you seek. And you are seeking... The Cult of Cinders, yes? Yes. Ah, well, there will be much to talk about of that. After the... (laughs) But as now, you are guests here. What are our options? Well, have you ever been to the jungle before? No. No. (laughs) Then let me show you around. There are plenty of options. How about this? Why don't we go see the hunting party off and... Then we will discuss more. Hmm? Like, come on. Sure. Uh, she smiles and uh, leads you off to a sort of border section of the city. There, you see a group of elves obviously preparing to head out. So they're getting their gear ready, polishing their weapons. They are going out. And Nikita says... Uh, Within earshot, like, you guys are pretty much right next to them at this point. She goes, when guests come, we go hunt some sort of game for the feast. We do not do this often, but you are guests, and guests must be treated accordingly. So they will go into the jungle, and they will find something to bring back. Oh, so nice. Thank you. What do you eat normally? Mostly, we eat what the trees give us. Many trees and nuts. Sometimes we'll go to the floor and dig up roots. Certain times of year, they're very good. Uh, We have a few fishermen. Yes? Yes. They will bring back some fish from local ponds and a river that is nearby. But even then... Some of us will go by weeks without even eating fish. The trees, they're kind to us. But I wanted to bring you to meet someone. And she waves you over. She waves you over 
to a elf who was staring at you before. From like the original group in the ruins? No. While you were speaking with Ah. Nikita. Okay. He was staring at you. Sense motive as you approach him. Like the whole party? Yeah. All of there's no sense motive. Is that just a deception? No, what do we use here? Oh, um Perception. Give me a second. Because I'm pretty sure the note said sense motive. Oh wait, we don't even have perception. Oh yes, never mind. No perception. (laughs) No perception check. I was looking at the skills. I mean I don't have perception, but you know. Is there motive architecture related? No. (laughs) (laughs) Good try though. It is perception to sense motive. Yeah, I'm really annoyed by it. So it is a sense motive, but what I missed was the DC 18 perception check to sense motive. Oh. Because it's an action. I beat the DC 18, at least. All right, so perception to sense motive? Yeah, I need you guys to make a... Perception DC 18 sense motive check. Got a natural 12 plus 9, so that's a 21. A natural 15 plus 10, so 25. Mm. Uh, uh, I rolled an 18 plus 10, okay. so 28. Thank goodness other people can sense stuff. I rolled an 8 plus 9, 17. <laughs> yeah, so everybody but Ashka knows that or can tell that. As much as he has a sour look on his face, it is not out of malice. Somebody farted? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, you I don't know. A sour face on him, so. so Nikita uh, brings you over to him and she uh, leans up and kisses him on the cheek. He, his sour look softens a bit, but now looks more annoyed. <laughs> she says, let me introduce you to Akosa. Sebastian lets out a light whistle. Why? Because <laughs> she kissed him on the cheek. I mean, it could be a brother. Okay. <laughs> Do you like like each other? <laughs> she laugh. She goes, no, you misunderstand. This is my husband's husband. Or, oh my gosh. <laughs> this is my father's husband. Wait, please repeat. Uh, I like the first one better. <laughs> I yes, do too. But what, was, what was the real the, Both are valid, but one is actually true. Uh, she says, no, you misunderstand. This is my father's husband. Other dad. Other, so your other dad. No, he is not my dad. He is not my father. He is my father's husband. Thought we stumbled on an elven throuple. Not this time. Another time, but not this Next time. Next time. <laughs> Damn. Uh, but Akosa smiles sweetly and he says, uh, yes, I guess it did take enough time for that to happen, didn't it? It took ten years of mourning from Jahasi's loss for us to decide that we were ready for each other. But that is a private matter. How can I help you all today? And uh, all of this is in Elven, by the way. He does not speak in common. I need to get better about telling you all that. So, hang on. So, 
were we told that this is her dad's husband in common and then all of the yes. rest of it was in okay okay correct so she's speaking common he's speaking elvin yes and she gives him a dirty look for it Heck. okay <laughs> well N- nigel's not entirely sure why we're here we're just following nikita around so uh, nigel will just nikita's giving us a tour of the city of your lovely city hmm I see. Well, unless you are here to join the hunt, I shall bid you all good day. Does Nigel translate that? If Nigel doesn't, Nikita will. Nigel will. Firethor is basically going to look up at Nigel for permission. Is that an option? (laughs) Nigel will uh, say, well, Firethorn here, gesture to Firethorn, would very much like to join the hunt. I must warn you, though, if if we really want to bring a beast back intact, <laughs> may not be the best option. If 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 you might run into trouble, though, she's one you really want on your side. Akosa appraises Firethorn. In Elven, he says, "I see you carry a chain. Do you carry anything else?" Are you translating? Nigel will pause for a second. I'm not carrying a chain. Oh, sorry, she does not speak Elvin. Do you happen to speak common? He sighs heavily and Nikita kind of elbows him in the ribs. He looks at Firethorn and in common says, I see you carry a spike chain. Do you carry anything else? Firethorn will like dig into her bag and pull out a flail. <laughs> Uh, he sighs he says um, I would love for you to join our hunt but if you are to hunt with the spike chain you must hit it in the head so that the meat can be eaten can you do that so in other words you have to be like a little bit more subtle than you normally are just like I know you like setting a lot of stuff on fire but I don't know if they want to like cook and also hunt things at the same time so I just I uh, just keep that in mind so Ashka says that? Yeah. Firethorn will playfully, like, like you know, elbow her and say, you're one to talk. <laughs> but yes. Uh, I'm not volunteering to go on the hunt. I know how I kill stuff. <laughs> uh, Firethorn says, I- I'll follow your lead. Can I go? Can I go? Can I go? Uh, Renali also speaks up and she goes, um, I will be going on the hunt as well. I need to scout for some more information. I will see you all at dinner. And then Jahasi motions for Firethorn to join the hunt. Firethorn exits stage right. <laughs> yeah, well, don't worry. We'll make you, uh, we'll have you do a bunch of uh, rolls for that in a minute. Okay. <laughs> the rest of you, Nikita, takes you all over the city for the next few hours. She takes you to a lioness named Harriet who lives in the trees. A what? A lioness. A lion lady? Who lives oh, like, uh, in the trees. I was expecting like a humanoid, not like an actual okay, no. I, that makes is literally a uh, lion. That makes way more that's sense. That's what I was trying to make sure. That makes way more sense. Yeah. Okay, yes, we're in a jungle. Of course, I feel I lion. the title. Yeah. <laughs> no, Are you reading jungle? I don't literally, know. she's a lion. <laughs> okay. 
cool. But anyway, yes. So so she lives in the trees. When you guys uh, uh, come to see her, she kind of just huffs at you and goes back to sleep. <laughs> Cats. <laughs> Pretty much. Sebastian really tries to hide himself as much as he can behind <laughs> Nigel. Do any of you want to, like, roll a nature check to, or ask any questions, or... Is she friendly? Yeah. If you wish to touch her, I could probably craft you an arm like mine. Is that how you got your arm? Ashka's, well, like, once again, like, got stars <laughs> in her eyes, like, is that how you got yours? You don't know how excited I am for that option. <laughs> her face darkens a little, and she goes, uh, unfortunately, no. Will you will you tell me? Will you tell me how you got your arm? Or is that like not a, is that is that it's not like a thing you want to talk about? Okay, I'm uh, I'm I'm sorry I asked. Another time. It is private. Uh delicate. Okay. It's fine. You you do not offend. However, maybe I will tell you another time. There are many tales to tell. But as it stands, Harriet, she is happy in the trees. I am untrained in nature. I was a leshy raised in a town. Yeah. Uh, so then she takes you over to a sort of cl- uh, cleared tree that is about 20 by 30 feet. And you see many of the elven's training. And on one half of the training area, you see dual, two duelists. And on the other half, you see two dancers. And she, uh, Nikita says, um, this is where we train, where we work on our physical performance as much as our skill with weapon. I was going to say, do, do their movements like between the dancers and the actual duelists somewhat mimic each other a bit? Like, do they seem similar? They do. Styles? They absolutely do. And after watching them for a few minutes, you almost forget that you're watching two different things. They start to blend together. And then a sharp whistle rings out, and everyone stops. And another set of duelists and another set of dancers uh, start practicing. Uh, Nikita takes you around to different areas of the city, unless there was something specifically uh, you wanted to see, I was going to move on to your last encounter. Sonny would probably like to see you. I mean, blacksmiths, weapons, whatever. So, she does. Uh, she does take you to the uh, crafters, as she calls them. I wasn't sure if it would be called blacksmiths, since they're mostly working with wood. And Yes, a- and she flat out says that. She goes, uh, we do not forge <laughs> In fire here. Fire is prohibited. As you can see, we're in a forest. (laughs) Fire will burn, and we cannot take that risk. We might have wanted to say that to a certain member. (laughs) Before they left. Well, Ashka said it. Just don't do it. (laughs) Don't burn burn dinner. It's fine. We got it. Yeah. What am I going to (laughs) attack here? No, I was more worried about you. Ash is thinking, oh. There's no reason for me to light anybody <laughs> on fire right now. <laughs> I don't know. The, the trees. 
There's plenty of places to start fires. I, hey. Hey. I was saying, like, you don't always light things on fire to attack things. Just... Trip yeah. and fall and break one of your 27 alchemists. <laughs> like I said, <laughs> in this area, Firethorn was not the one I was worried about. You know, I came here to have fun, and honestly, I'm just feeling very attacked right now. <laughs> Poor Ashka. All right. That's that's fair. That's because you're being attacked. She takes you to the crafting area where you see, uh, again, another open space. You don't see a lot of indoor spaces. There are stalls. There are, like, private quarters that people use for sleeping and things. But for the most part, everything is very open. So she takes you to where they hand carve bows. And uh, you can see a couple of carvers. And then there are two, two elves with white aprons on. Uh, and she and Nikita points at them and says, uh, those are the apprentices. And they are making arrows out of wood and stone. Sunny is definitely interested, just going and looking at the the chipped away stone for the arrows and all that. Are there like carved runes and everything into the wood? Mm-mm. No, just plain no. just plain wood. Yeah, it, they're trying to be as efficient as possible. Okay, you can tell they go through a lot of these. Finally, she takes you to a tent, like a large tent, and she says. Uh, it is time for you to now meet the leaders of the Leopard Clan. You will see two twins. One is named Osiatsu, and one is named Osipanen. They do not speak common, but I will do my best to translate if Nigel is unable to. And she brings you in. So you get to meet Osiatsu and Osipanen. They have a very similar skin tone, rich chocolate, with uh, night sky blue eyes. One of them is wearing a uh, blue robe that matches her eyes, while the other one is wearing one of green. So Osipanen is the one in green, and she speaks. She waves her hand, which has copper jewelry studded with uncut gems. We are Osipanen and Osiatsu of the Leopard Clan. We are humbled to have you visit. Please. Uh, Nigel will translate that for the rest of the group, and we'll also say your, your, your town here is, is very beautiful. From where we are, there's, there's, no, there's no jungle. There's, there's nothing like this. Hannon claps her hands together and she says, Oh, is there ocean where you are from? I've always wanted to see the great ocean. I don't know my geography well enough. It's pretty chill near an ocean. No. No. No, <laughs> not at all. More like plains, cold plains. <laughs> yeah. Oof. But do. We have a wizard statue. That's about it. <laughs> Same thing. There's a river. <laughs> it's but a no feature. Ocean. No ocean, rivers, grass, forests, but not this type of forest. Not this type of forest. It's like less wet. What does that mean? 
So it's just, um... What other types of forest are there? The air, yeah. The air's less wet. It is dry? Mm. There's more of this, and he kind of shakes his own viney arms. Oseatsu uh, laughs and smiles. Enough of my sister's questions. We are welcome for you to be here. However, I want to see the skills that you possess. She motions to a clay target. It is just a rough shape, a a humanoid shape made out of clay. And she says, um, I wish to, for you to select one skill, be it of combat or other, and show me what it is, the best thing that you, that makes you special. Nikita is going to be the one to translate that. And she says, uh, they are wishing to see what you think makes you who you are. What makes you unique? It can be anything from a dance to a story. We had a traveler one time, braid hair. She took 10 strands of hair and was able to weave it into one. It was quite beautiful. But these are the types of things. Of course, we have many warriors come through who work to smash the clay figure. And that is fine. You may pick whatever you want. Looking around, are there any paints or anything? Anything to color with in the room? Not that you see. Well, then Sunny runs back out of the town and goes look for paint. Uh, when you turn around, uh, Nikita says, where are you going? I'm going to go find some paint. Ah, no. Let me. What colors do you wish? And I will bring you a selection. <gasps> All of the colors. Hmm. I will do what I can. You stay here. Okay. She uh, translates to Oseyatsu and Panin, And then she leaves the tent. They sort of whisper to each other briefly and look excited. In Elvin, Oseyatsu says, Do one of you wish to go while we wait? Or do you need to also wait for the colors? Uh, Nigel, I assume you translated? Yeah, yeah, I'll translate. No, I can go. I'll go. (laughs) I'll go. Ashka, like, jumps a little bit. Like, me, me, me. Yes? Uh, Like, uh, you obviously, like, jumping up and down, like, they they get it. That doesn't need a translation. Uh, And they both nod at you. But nonetheless, Nigel says, yeah, she's she's very eager. Ashka takes out her like alchemical tools and which she has sort of like mounted on like her bandolier. Um and she takes out the one reagent that she hasn't used to already prep stuff with because she she wants them to see this sort of like in action. Oh, okay. And so she takes out the one reagent that she has left. And I think being very conscious that this is a place that's in the trees and made of wood, she's actually going to craft a moderate frost vial. And then she's going to, to sort of like concoct all of this stuff. And, and while this is happening, she's sort of going to like be a little bit flashy, right? She's going to be a little bit flashy because she's trying to show off. And she's also going to like rifle through her whole bandolier because like her whole bandolier has all of the formulas that she's already concocted for the day. And they're all types of different sizes and colors and like, you know, just really going out, putting on a show here. 
little bit, of, you know, a little bit of salt bay. Definitely. Yes, just a little bit of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't obviously you can you can concoct these. Like I'm not going to have you roll for that because these are formulas you already know, right? Yeah. Yeah. But I do want you to roll a performance check to see how good you zhuzh it up. That's really funny because uh, my charisma is low. <laughs> I kind of thought so. <laughs> 14 plus 1, 15. So they they like it. They get into it. Uh, but once you've finished, one of them whispers to the other and their faces turn much more serious. Um, what do you do with the frost vial once you're finished? I know it's technically supposed to be a bomb, but I think I just sort of un- uncork it and pour it over the statue. And I like take it take it away from anything that like is looks remotely valuable or anything like that. Okay. Yeah, you, you pour it over and it it's liquid ice. Uh it freezes everything solid and uh they applaud. They like it. Uh, although their faces have turned uh, more serious. Osi Atsu says, You have a great gift. You are a skilled alchemist. This will be remembered. But extremely well done. This is not something that has been seen in this tent before. It is always nice to see new things. And she smiles. Ashka kind of like ducks her head and is like, Oh yeah, thanks. Thanks. I I work really hard. Uh, they look expectantly at Nigel. Nigel will say, uh, could I get two more figures? Pannon, uh, is the one to nod. She goes, uh, yes. And leaves the tent for a few moments and carries one back in, uh, and another. So you now have three lined up together. Okay. So, um, are are they light enough that Nigel could move them? Yeah, they only weigh about, I'd say, 25, 50 pounds, maybe. All right, let me ask this question first. How large is this room that we're in? 30 by 30. Okay. Just say you're going to cast Magic Missile and go, okay? <laughs> or you can just tell them about the tent that you're in. Roll that architecture. <laughs> no. Ooh. <no. laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, so Nigel will space them about 10 feet apart sort of in a triangle formation. And then he will step back towards everyone else, and he will cast Aqueous Orb. So this creates a sphere of water, 10 feet in diameter, and what will happen is that the one that that he casts this on, the figure will start being sort of churned around inside this, this orb. And then Nigel will control the orb and move it to collect the other two. Okay. Until it's in the center of the room and they're all just kind of spinning around in this orb. Okay. That's it? That's it. And he's going to let it go. And they're all going to kind of fall. Okay. Give me an arcana check to know that, to like, know the technique to do this. To, to, yeah, to revise how well. Oh, rolled a 19. Nice. Plus 13, so 32. That's a crit success. Uh, they are highly impressed and get your hero point back. Cool. They clap and say, uh, very impressive. Nigel nods. Thank you. I work very hard on my show. With that, Nikita comes back and she has brought a tray 
of tiny little vials of paint. <gasps> and like then another woman following her looks, we'll say worried. <laughs> she has a smear of white paint across her face and is has a tan apron over her clothes. The resident artist. <laughs> she carries with her a sheet of some sort of paper of thick and fiber to, to protect the rest of the bear place. No, from that's your palette or that's your canvas. Oh, okay. She places it down in front of you and Nikita presents you with these, with this tray of color. Sunny like appreciates the canvas, but he actually picks it up and hands it back to her and <laughs> takes the paint and just takes the lids off them all and just starts dipping his vines into the paint. And starts rubbing the paint all over the clay figure, coloring it many, many different colors. And then... Aren't those the figures that got uh, destroyed by Nigel? I thought there was one more figure here for everybody. How fragile are they? Nigel didn't mean to destroy them, but... They're not super fragile. Uh, So if you didn't want to destroy them, you were able to put them back upright. I mean, if you think that they would or wouldn't last inside of a washing machine... That should be the threshold here for whether they're broken or not. <laughs> well, they're made, they made out of clay. Jokes, the yeah. classic washing machine okay. test. Well, the yes. Sunny wouldn't need another clay figure. <laughs> I thought there was just like one here set for everybody for some reason. So I will say that the washing machine did destroy them because they are made of clay. If I put a clay figure in the washing machine, <laughs> it I would mean, be if it destroyed. was unfired. Well, it's just like air dry clay. I mean, okay. Depends on how... Are they hollow on the inside? Is this a functional washing machine? Yeah, no. Can I teach them the technique of firing their pottery, please? But they don't want to do they that. They don't want to use fire. Oh. How are they going to cook our meat? As long as you keep it within a contained oven, it'll be fine. <laughs> how are they going to cook our meat? They do have some ovens. Like, they're just very... Okay. Everything's okay. just sushi? <laughs> I, yes. I don't want to eat raw deer. I do not want to eat raw deer. No, I haven't a- eaten raw deer before and don't want to. Sunny's going to eat sunlight, so I'm good. It's just beef ceviche. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Yes. Not okay. Hard pass. Also, I'm not sure that there's actually deer around. Well, whatever it is we're hunting, right? I mean, it's like, a jungle, well, so. Don't worry. We're going to come back to that because moist is on you. Moist, wet deer. Yep, that's wet it. Deer. Wet deer. Am I wet, Brian? <laughs> Hate it. Hate it. Hate it so much. I didn't mean anything weird about it. I was just talking about how Ash was saying in the jungle, like the regular forest, but wetter. It's so like, well, it's wet deer then. <laughs> I, yeah, no, that makes sense. I mean, yeah, wet deer. you know, <laughs> the, oh the news is right, talking right. about WAP, but we're talking about WAD, wet ass deer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm so unhappy. I'm so happy. <laughs> I actually hate it. All right, anyway, moving on. Yes, you there's a clay figure. You're able to cool. paint it. I'm going to start just painting all sorts of colors and then Are you trying I, to make it like look like a person? No, just rainbow colored. And then I am going to 
uh, lay my shield up against like its legs, and I start climbing up on its back, and I reverse the magic, like making me into a leshy form. I basically turn into a bunch of vines with flowers growing out of it, so it looks like hair with flowers coming out of it, coming out of the back of the clay, wrapping all around the figure. It's a cheetah pet! You made a cheetah pet! (laughs) Okay. I'll I'll say you can't release your form, but I can say that you can generate enough vines to have this effect. I I can, actually. I have the leshy feet for ritual reversion. Oh. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it lets me actually turn into whatever my leshy form is based on, which is vines. What do you need for that ritual? Nothing. Uh, let's see. Rituals usually just take time. Yeah. And three hours later, Chad turns into hair. <laughs> At the duration of eight hours. Uh, it says two actions, so six seconds. Oh, wow. <laughs> nice. All right. Yep. You're able to do it. And that is yeah. <laughs> They're highly impressed. And actually, the uh, woman who came with Nikita smiles at you because your holy symbol is on your shield yes Mm -hmm. so once you have reformed she comes to you and says something in mwangi and then takes a necklace out and she also has the bird of shaylin as a holy symbol so good firethorn wasn't there (laughs) (laughs) oh god Then he claps his little viney hands together. Like, yeah. <laughs> so she, she gathers up the materials and she leaves. Osi Atsu and Osi Panin. Question. Yeah? Does Chad have to roll for anything? Uh, give me a performance check. <laughs> I'll do that. Because that actually, behind the scenes... I know, I have the word. Ashka and Nigel have to have to actually like work and Chad is just like, <laughs> I'm here and I'm fabulous. <laughs> I mean, it's also true though. I have nothing to prove to you. I am pretty fabulous. I mean look at these multicolored vines now that are just covered in paint. I rolled a natural seventeen plus two, so nineteen. Perfect. It's a success. So not a critical success like Ashka's was. But still a success. So what? Oh, what that I does? Got the glitter, isn't it? It Son is. Oh my god! Actually, probably not. Glitter might not be appreciated <laughs> here. Didn't Nigel oh. get the critical success? Yeah, I was thinking that was. Well, was it you? Yeah. Oh yeah, I, he I did. Had like a fifteen. Yeah. Never mind. <laughs> Which, it was Nigel with the critical. Unless success. those people have never seen chemicals or ice before in their entire <laughs> lives. <laughs> it's really hot. <laughs> It's Who really knows? hot. <laughs> it, it is. It is like you could cut the air with a butter knife. I spend several weeks just concocting a bunch of uh, frost vials so they can use freezers. Finally, <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Spend them in a little gift basket. Here you go. Yeah. <laughs> It'll keep your food longer. I promise. Yes. Yeah, so what these successes and critical successes do is they help gain influence with the tribe because that will improve your reputation around here, which will help you later on in your adventures. All right. So finally, Oni Pan- uh, Osi Panin says, before you go, I want your alchemist to look at something. She goes over to a chest and brings out 
a hunk of gold. But there's something wrong with it. Turn it to lead. It has a sheen to it. Almost like a green tent. She picks it up with a cloth and then lays it on the floor in front of you. And she says, are you able to purify this? And we're going to pause right there. Because we need to see how the hunt is going. I'm going to say, because roll for encounter. What? No. Fight that, fight that corrupted gold. <laughs> I mean, it's we're gold pudding. <laughs> Metal. Yes. You guys are a mess. Okay, so we're going to pause there and we're going to go to Jesse. Does Renali speak Elvin? She speaks Mwangi. Yeah, so that's fine. Okay. So there's a translator in case yeah. he goes south. But okay. also, Janasi. Uh, oh no, he's not there. He, uh, the other Akosa. guy, he speaks Common. reluctantly. As much as he doesn't want to. Reluctantly. He's being though. obstinate. Because Renali is mostly off doing her own thing. She's not really uh, hunting so. as much as she's looking for stuff. Mm-hmm. But Akosa is going to stick pretty close to you. And he tells you that um, first we must seek the animal. See what is in the area and discover signs that of animals that are safe to hunt. Question. Do they have like, like hunting dogs? No. Oh, so probably keep Thrawn in the backpack then. <laughs> you could bring him out, but I don't, he wouldn't be any help. Okay. All right, we'll, we'll ignore He's not trained okay. for that yet. Okay. But he, he does stick his head out, and Akosa, like, kind of takes it back, and then he's like, may I touch your friend? Sure. <laughs> he gives your dog scratchies. Nice. <laughs> uh, so while you're in this exploration, uh, go, ahead, go ahead and attempt a nature or perception check. Okay. To look for animals. I think I have nature. It's probably perception. Yes, absolutely going to be perception. Oof. Well, mm, 17. I rolled a 7 with a plus 10. Okay. Yeah, you absolutely are able to discover signs of animals that are safe to hunt. And Akosa nods with approval when you point out um, some animal tracks. Okay. Next... He motions, all of this is done as non-verbally as possible at this point, once you've tracked the animal. In this case, he says it looks to be... Firethorn's an expert in non-verbal communication, as demonstrated earlier. <laughs> you find the tracks of an elderly water buck that has been separated from its pack. Okay. We follow them? Yep. Uh, I don't know if you're waiting for me or not. No, no, I was looking something (laughs) up. No. Okay. Akosa motions for the hunting party to take position. So give me a stealth check. Weirdly enough, I'm actually trained in stealth. Nice. Uh, Oof. But I rolled an 8 plus 9, so a 17. Uh, That's okay. You're able to hold your position. You're taking no penalties forward. If you had failed, which you were pretty close, <laughs> then you would have taken it. 
so finally, the Akuje elves make the motion to essentially attack. So this isn't like a normal attack roll, right? What I want you to do, are you trained in survival? Yes. No. Yes. Yes. Make a survival check. Okay. To take this animal, animal down. It's no rage. <laughs> okay. Uh, oh, rolled a 14 plus 8, so a 22. Success. You are able to land the killing blow. Essentially, you use your spike chain as a garage. Yeah, so can we say strangled it? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. And that's what you're able to do. Akosa uh, cheers, as do do the rest of the hunting party. There's about six or eight elves total and yourself. They all cheer, and Akosa comes up to you and holds his hand out like this. Mm -hmm. You see others doing it, too, where they hit each other in the hand. Essentially, he wants you to give him a high five. All right, but I mean, Firethorn's gonna expect it to like hurt, right? Right. So she's gonna do it. She's gonna like go like hard and then say, Zonkathon be praised. Okay. <laughs> yeah. He like shakes his hand out, but he, he smiles. Give me a diplomacy check. I mean, I'm a, I'm a gnome. It could be worse. Uh, okay. Yeah, we'll go with diplomacy for now. Okay. Oh my god, roll the 17 plus 3, so a 20. Nice. There is definitely a sense of camaraderie between you guys now. Yes. And he declares that you are the uh, hero of the hunt. So the the hunt is yours to claim. So they take you, they all start heading back towards the village. Sweet. <laughs> You will be at a place of honor during the feast, he says. Firethorn curtsies. Thanks, thanks for showing me how to hunt. I've never hunted before. Probably like a humble it's brag and I didn't for, for, <laughs> for someone who has never hunted before, my guess is you that have hunted in other ways, yes? You have killed beings before? I have survived. And that is what we all do, yes? This waterbuck happened to be at the end of his life. That is fine. Now we live where he has given. I think you have done a marvelous job today for someone who has survived. Firethorn probably just like blushes. I don't know. Firethorn doesn't know what to do with this. She doesn't get complimented very often. (laughs) That's fair. Yeah. So what's going to happen is you guys are going to come back. They lead the animal off one way to be prepared. And then he lets you know he's going to take you to the leaders. He calls them the twin leopards. Oh, Firethorn follows. Like, okay. It, it is, does, does he explain that? Well, I, well, it's the leopard clan. I'm sure Firethorn can figure out that they're not literally leopards. <laughs> yeah. He, he okay. tells you they are the leaders of our clan. Okay. Okay. Which leads us back to Ashka. Yes. Hello. Osepanen has laid this chunk of tainted gold in front of you. Make a crafting check to identify an alchemical item. 18 plus 13 is a 31. Ah, damn. You succeed. Unfortunately, it's not critical success, but there wasn't anything extra uh, for that. Was that not a critical success? Probably like a 32. Holy cow. 
this gold has been tainted with arsenic. Anyone who touches it will be poisoned. Oh, hence the cloth. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know that it would take about um, 10 minutes and a crafting check, but you would be able to extract the arsenic from the gold. I would like to do so. Okay. Go ahead and make a crafting check. On the opposite end of the crafting scale, I rolled a 3 plus 13, which is a 16. So you definitely fail. Rip. But I did my best, and that's what matters. You did. Do you still have a hero point? Yeah, I do. Do you want to use it? I should probably re-roll that. Yeah, yeah, let's re-roll that. Let's re-roll that. Oh, okay. Much better. Because now it's a 13 plus 13, (laughs) which is a 26. Uh, that succeeds. Like I said, it takes you a little while, and while you arrive, Okasa and Firethorn arrive, and when you enter, Osa Atsu, like, holds up a hand, like, be quiet. As everyone in the room is intently watching everything you do. In the end, you are able to remove the arsenic. So you now have a vial of arsenic and a chunk of gold. I mean, I assume I'm going to give the gold back. If you try to, she gives it back to you. You have earned that. This is talent. This is a gift. If you find more like this and are able to remove from it, we would pay you for it. Or you may keep it yourself. But we will always accept gifts of gold that is not tainted. Is there, um, is there like a lot of, is it usually tainted like this? All of it. That is why only the best among us wear gold. Those who are free from its corruption. Jahasi. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, because they're wearing copper, aren't they? Correct. So Jahasi's immune to arsenic? Is that the implication? Yes. Okay. Or it is gold that has had the arsenic removed. They actually use a phrase for him. So whenever they say that he is honored... They're actually using the word Keladai, which, Nigel, you would know. It, it, essentially, in Elven, it means honored one. But we don't really know why he's in this weird position of power, do we? No. Okay. Uh, well, I mean, when Asha does her thing, uh, Firethorn's just going to start applauding. Yeah, uh, I, I would say uh, Nikita does as well. That is not something I have seen in a very long time. Very good. I, I'm, I'll, I'll keep an eye out for you. What's uh, the hunter's name again? Akosa. He just looks shocked. Yeah, Firethorn's just gonna like nudge him and like point to Ash and say, she's really good. He, he nods. I have not seen someone be able to remove the darkness like that. It is impressive. He uh, comes in, he bows to... Osa Panin and Osa Atsu. He then says, let me catch a moth and tell you a story. Suddenly starts looking around for moths. He holds his hand out and a small white orb is there. He closes his hands and then he recounts the entirety of the hunt. Is it an elven or common? It, it is an elven. Okay. Nikita is next to you and she translates for you. But he tells of this hunt with a stranger, someone who has never hunted before, how the other hunters felt worried and afraid that the hunt would go bad due to this. But instead, the heroism, the skill, 
that the outsider portrayed in a hunt that was not that was meant to honor her. And in the end, he describes in maybe a little more detail than you were wanting Firethorn strangling a waterbuck death. Yes. There is some over-exaggeration in this, mm-hmm. but not a lot. But he does end his story with, and everyone will eat well tonight. Both Nigel and Sebastian give Firethorn a little thumbs up. Osei Atsu and Osei Panin look at Firethorn and they say, uh, you have impressed Okasa. This is not an easy task. Is it Firethorn just to look around for a translation? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, I would I would assume Nikita at this point yeah, okay. is translating. Right. Osipanen says, Normally, when outsiders first come to the tent, we test them. You do not need this test. You have proven yourself. As if she does her like, little awkward, weird curtsy thing. <laughs> the twin leopards look at all of you and say, The feast shall be prepared. Tonight will be a fine part, my friend. Was that common or elven? Elven. They don't. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ose Atsu and Ose Panin don't speak okay. common. The only people who speak common, Jahasi mostly, uh, Akosa mostly, and Nikita is fluent. Those are the only three that you'll hear actually speak common. So after a bit of time, Nikita takes you from that tent, because uh, you guys were in there for quite a while. Nikita takes you to where the feast is happening. So there are rows of tables with uh, that are really low to the ground. And there are what look to be pillows made out of leaves is the best way to describe them. Like two giant leaves stuffed with something and then sewn together with vines all lining up and down. So like those are seat cushions and then in a sort of side area there are like a couple of people singing and dancing and uh, that kind of thing so it is definitely a proper feast as you arrive osu panin and osin atsu are with you and they hold their hands up for everyone to be quiet which everyone does quite quickly and they address the crowd in Elven. And they say, uh, these are our guests. And they point to each of you and say your names as you have given them, including Renali. They will be in a place of honor this night, for they have passed the trial. Please, honor our guests as you would your own family. They uh, lower their hands, and the festivities continue. Point of order. The hell did Renali do? <laughs> she went on the hunt, didn't she? She did go on the hunt, but she was kind of doing her own thing. Yeah, she wasn't. You don't know. She got in just because of you. Good job, Firethorn. She's vibing, dude. She's just straight vibing. <laughs> uh, do you ask her that, Firethorn? I was just making a joke in the out okay. out of character. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's fine. There is an answer. Firethorn is not brave enough. She, there were spiders earlier. <laughs> when Osu Panin and Osin Atsu walk off, there are some elves waiting for them, and they start talking. You you think about probably politics or something. But you all are almost immediately greeted by 
three younglings. It, it's hard to say how old these children are, because again, elves age weird, but they are definitely children. And uh, they kind of shoulder one each other until one of them comes up to you and says, in Elven, I challenge you to eat my peppers. And he holds out three peppers in his I mean, is Nigel going to translate this? Yes, Nigel Nigel will translate it, but as he translate it, translates it, he grabs one. It's like, is it like three peppers for one person, or three people each take a pepper? Well, they all will have peppers, so it's three levels. So essentially, they are <laughs> challenging you to a spice-eating contest. And this Astro is... accepts. <laughs> I kind of thought with how intense your face is right now. I was thinking, I mean... I mean <laughs> Oh, well, okay. We already have three people, then Firethorn can't play. Yes, oh, no, you can. No, there's, the there's kids have plenty. Oh, okay, yeah, because I mean, Firethorn, <laughs> so there's the whole pain thing. Types. <laughs> yeah, there are three types of peppers, but they have enough for all of you. So are all of you guys going to do it? Yeah, I'm going to fail so bad. Yeah. Uh, so the, the kids lead you over to one of the tables where they have all of these peppers laid out. Oh, and I said three. It's actually five levels oh, of peppers. Sh- well... Now I'm intimidated. <laughs> wait, but, but wait, can Sunny? Yeah, like can yeah, Sunny? Sunny doesn't just, have a mouth. I just kind of shove it in the digestive tract, like it was eaten. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Cheater, right? <laughs> You're like the kid who like sits next to the house plant so you can pretend to eat and then spits all his food into the house plant. <laughs> oh, I, just... I didn't say it wasn't still spicy to him. Just because he doesn't eat them for nutrition does not mean he does not have taste buds. I get to. I burn have no my mouth. Yes, I can still taste. <laughs> All right, so uh, each of you is given a pepper that is about three inches long and green in color. It's just a slice of of the pepper. All three of the kids hold their breath and they stick it in their mouth. A fortitude saving throw. Uh, It it actually is a fortitude save. Do what? No. I know what spicy things require. Did I get a plus one Zonkathon circumstance bonus? Absolutely not. Uh, can Ashka no get one because she can okay. light herself on fire? No, this is different right. kind of spicy. Roll the natural nine plus thirteen, so twenty-two. You save. Ooh, rolled. Uh, rolled a thirteen plus eleven, so twenty-four. You save, Ashka. Seventeen plus ten is a twenty-seven. Nice. nice. Nigel. Twelve plus nine, twenty-one. All right, you all succeed. The kids are impressed. One of the kids goes. <laughs> And he, pan- he, he fans his mouth with uh, his hands. Sonny also helps, like, fanning his mouth with his own hand. Firethorn will pat him on the back and say, Zonkathon be praised. He won't understand any of it, but... Nigel casts gust of wind. No. <laughs> Ashka looks fairly unimpressed. So while you guys are standing here doing this, this is specifically why I wanted to include this. As you look around, this reminds you of another feast that you've already been at with the goblins, and where the kids asked you to lick the toads. And as you guys look around and you see all of the elves dancing and celebrating, you're in a different place, halfway around the world, and yet there's this common thing that you've already seen of fellowship and of the family you surround yourself with. Firethorn's gonna, like, you know, tug on Nigel's robe and say, next time we have a feast, can we party with the fae? I want to understand the language next time. (laughs) That'd be fun. (laughs) So the next pepper looks exactly like the green one, but it's red this time. 
Uh, make your checks and let me know if you get lower than a 19. Did not. Nope. Did not. Got a 20. I was very close. Everybody succeeded that one. The kid who was fanning his mouth before taps the table. And even if you don't speak Elvin, you understand what he's saying when he says, I'm out. (laughs) (laughs) He taps out. Literally taps out. (laughs) He literally taps out. All right. So the next pepper is instead of a slice of a pepper, it is actually a whole pepper. It's about an inch and a half long and a dark green color. Uh, Make your checks. This time we're shooting for a 22. Made it. Ooh, I'm going to hero point that. (laughs) I got a 19. 19, go ahead. Oh, and then I got a 20. I guess Firethorn also taps out. Uh, So you don't have to, but we'll go over that in a second. What about you two? I rolled a 19 plus 10, so 29. Perfect, so you're good. Nigel? Uh, Nigel rolled a 10 plus 9, so 19. Okay, so Nigel and Firethorn both fail. Which means you are sickened one. Our favorite. You are sickened one. And you have to, if you can tap out, or you can make a deception check to keep your composure. Nigel's, Nigel's trying to keep going here. Nigel is trying to impress these small children. <laughs> well, at this point, I mean, there are a couple of adults watching. Renali is like, you all have much more fortitude. I would not. And she points at the one at the very end. You all have something waiting for you. And she just shakes her head no. It's the last dab. <laughs> it is a tiny, bright orange pepper. Like it's smoke very- coming off of it already? No. Oh. I'm just mad that Firethorn tapped out out of freaking jalapeno. That's not. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what it was. Well, no, I, like you're describing them. I know like the last one's going to be a habanero and like a jalapeno, really? Scotch so bonnets. The, the last one was a scotch bonnet, actually. Oh. Uh, I'm glad somebody got that one. So, so are you tapping out or are you rolling deception? I'll try. It's not a good roll for me, but yeah, no, that's a nine. <laughs> no, the, <laughs> kid, the kids three. laugh at you. Oh, Nigel also fails his deception roll. All right. So uh, I think both of you guys, uh, I won't say you lose your cookies. Oh, wait, you're second. You have to lose your cookies. Oh. Yeah, you guys are out. So the last two, the next one is a long, skinny red pepper. Let's see. Uh, You have to beat a 24. I rolled another 19. Nice. (laughs) So it's a 29 again. Beat it. 24. I didn't beat it. I matched it. 24. Nice. All right. You guys (laughs) are able to uh, get down the chilies. Finally, the little round, bright orange one. Uh, oh, by the way, one of the other kids taps out. He's like, no, I'm done. All that's left is a little girl. So so it's it's Ashka and Sunny and one kid left? Yes. And she's like, uh, she she looks at Ashka and Sunny, which is hilarious because you're all the same height. And she just looks at you guys. She points two eyes at her eyes and then points two, her two fingers at you. She's just like, I'm watching you. And, and Sunny does the same, but his fingers kind of go into the eye holes of his mask and like, Freaks her out a little. <laughs> uh, I don't like that. She's like, I don't know about that. Uh-uh. All right, guys, make your final check. Okay. Nope. What was the DC? Because I got 20. a twenty-six. Oh, didn't make it. <laughs> no, I, you I, know what? Nope, I didn't either. Hero point. Come on, really? hero. Yeah. All right. I left it. 
Natural 16 plus 13. 29. All right! Sunny eats the last pepper and is victorious as the little girl and Ashka um, I would spit, like to make a deception check. Out. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> I yeah, would like right. to make a deception check. <laughs> yes, do it. Actually, let me do that for the little girl, too. She tries, but she's not very good at it. But she's trying to, like, tears are running down her face, but she's putting on a brave face. She's not going to lose her cookies. She's going to bear it. Is the deception check the same DC? Yes. Okay. Well, I rolled a 14 uh, plus 8, so 22, I guess. Nope. So I still didn't make it. All of the children, there's only... Three that participated, but there's only like five of them total. Uh, they all gather around Sunny and uh, cheer for him. They lift him on their <laughs> tiny shoulders. They do. You you guys get a parade lap. It doesn't take much. He's small too. Uh, and at that point, the feast starts. On all of the tables, there is a wide variety of fruits, vegetables, nuts, tubers, and of course the prized uh, water buck. I couldn't remember what it was called. When they bring it out, they bring it out on a tray, and there's uh, four elves carrying it. They roasted it in the ground. So they have a ground fire pit. So all the coals are buried. Osa Panin and Osin Atsu are the first to cut into it. They motion for... Akosa, standing next to Jahasi, who stands up and says in Elven, I am the one who led the hunt. And then he motions towards Firethorn. Uh, and he, he says, stand, for you are the hunter who got the kill. And uh, Nigel, you'll translate that, won't you? Yeah. Firethorn will stand up and kind of wave. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when you do that, Atsu says... Uh, and so the skill of one shall be eaten by all. And everyone else says, uh, thank you for the hunt. All in unison. And then they start slicing up and passing out meat to everybody. Sonny will pass. Politely. Well, and you see others passing too. You're not the okay. only vegetarian. Well, in your case, you're not even a vegetarian. Sanitarian? Except for peppers, apparently. <laughs> I mean, can we just assume that at some point, like, you know, post-pepper throwdown, Firethorn went and uh, took care of that whole sickened thing? Otherwise, oh, yeah. it's going to get real awkward. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, I assume Nigel had to do a little bit of press digitation after that was all done. Clean up the area a bit. All of the kids, like, leaned over the edge of the platform. And lost their cookies, so. Unless there was anything that you guys wanted to do specifically during the feast. Like, is there anybody you want to sit next to or talk to? Otherwise, it goes by without too much affair. Uh, no, Nigel will just stay by, you know, Firethorn, Sunny, and Ashka, assuming they're all in a group, and translate what he needs to. Uh, Firethorn is going, I don't know if she has to be stealthy about this or not, but she's going to try to, like hold a little scrap of roast beast. <laughs> uh, save it for Thrawn. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think at this point, Ashka has, like, let Ness pop out of her bag. And so she's, like, 
She's just sort of like chilling in Ashka's pack still. Yeah, you get quite a few people come by and ask to pet both Thrawn and uh, Ness. But Ashka's hanging out with uh, Renali as much as possible. I think sticking pretty close by her. And then maybe trying to find out a little bit more about the gold and why all of the gold is tainted with arsenic still. Like, like the explanation that she got earlier doesn't make enough sense to her. Unless, like, literally the whole land here is tainted with arsenic, but that wouldn't make sense because then the trees wouldn't grow. I would suspect that you probably ask Nikita for it, about it. And she kind of sighs and says, All I can tell you is what our legends have to say. That gold is the cooled blood and breath of the darkness spread across our land when we fought it. Gold is a tainted metal corrupted by the greed and the violence of its source. Only those who are truly pure of soul wear it, as a symbol that even the darkness cannot lead them astray. We call these people Keladai. It is the highest honor we can give. I know this does not answer your scientific mind. My mother was the same. Which, at this point, you you kind of remember, which it, it's pretty easy f- to forget, but she's actually half-elf, and she's the only half-elf here. Everyone else is elven. She smiles a bit, and she says, uh, my mother was the same, always looking for answers. But for this, I cannot tell you why. Your mom um, sounds, sounds like I would get along with her. Um, are there, if I find gold, do you... I know that you guys said that you want it, but if it's something that's bestowed only upon the highest, uh, the highest honor, but people do, you, do you want the gold that I purify? We are able to use it in trade if possible. Okay. I didn't, I did, I just didn't want it to lessen the status of what, of your people. No. And that is an interesting point, but no, it, it is always nice to have, something that is meant to be pure you will never oh i say you will have to toll many lifetimes to pure everything in this area but what little you can in the time that you are here is appreciated ashka sort of nods and like gets a little bit like lost in thought trying to figure out what's going on still my mother was human as I'm sure you can tell. Her name was Hyruth, and she was an astrologer. She came here chasing the stars and found my father. They were happy for much time, even though my father has his duties. Jahasi was a great hunter even then. I was sick. My mother and I were traveling, and... I lost my arm to purge the sickness from me. It was cut from my body. And I moved back here, where I have grown as quickly as I can to be of use again. My mother was on her own quest and left. She came back as she could until she was no longer able to adventure anymore. Her grave is nearby. She was a great person, a scientific mind. I think you are right that you would get along. 
she sort of wipes a tear from her eye and uh, starts talking about other things. Ashka sort of nods solemnly. Yeah. All right. So, anything else? I, uh, you sort of addressed this, but I wanted to sit by, and I can never remember his name, Hunter. Oh, uh, Akosa. Akosa, yeah. Uh, Firethorn wants to sit by Akosa and kind of, like, ask him about Jahasi. She, she's, she wants to know why he has that title. Keladai? Yes. Hmm. He is a great warrior. When it comes to fighting, those who would intrude upon our land, there is no one better. He has saved more lives than are currently in the village. He is old and wise. He will fight the darkness till his very end. That is why he is Kealdi. What's the darkness? I was told not to say anything. Our storyteller wants to be the one to tell the story of the darkness. And then. She will answer all your questions. Ah. Tell you. But then I would probably wake up with spiders in my bed. No one wants that. Agreed. <laughs> Nikita is spirited. But also, there is a weight to that story that must be given proper attention as is the tradition of our people. But it will be soon. And afterwards, I believe she is, she will answer any questions you have. The Osi have told her to help you in any way in your quest. So she will, after her tale, tell you all that you need. Does Jahasi still train? He trains every day. He is here only because you are here. Otherwise, he would be guarding the portal. As it were, when he came back here, he sent five more in his place. And that is not the same as Jahasi. He is mighty. Perhaps I could train with him tomorrow? We will see. He will most likely be heading back to the portal. I do have a gift for you. He brings out a package Oof. wrapped in leaves and gives it to you. Me? Yes. Firethorn will probably just overly eagerly, like, open it. Like, she doesn't... You find a plus one striking longbow. Oh. Wow. And, and a package of arrows. Can, can, can you show me how to use it? Yes. After the storyteller is done, we will fire. Ah. Firethorn's, like, really excited. <laughs> yeah. You, you have a uh, plus one striking longbow, just your size. Oh, it's a little one. Jahasi, actually, towards the end of the feast, sits down next to Sunny. And he says, uh, I wish I could have seen the show that you put on for the Osa. Oh, I'm sorry. I could try to do it again for you. <laughs> no. But I appreciate it. You have all shown much kindness. I have a gift for you. And he hands you a shield. 
It is a spell guard shield. How pretty does it look? Oh, it's very pretty. Uh, It does have a space open for you to put your uh, holy symbol. So you could draw your holy symbol on it. Um, It's beautiful. It is one of the few pieces of metal that we truly have. Use it. Use it wisely. All the cinder claws will fall. Nikita comes over to you all and says, uh, I am going to tell a tale. I want you to sit right up front. And after I am done with my tale, it will be your turn. And each of you may tell your tale if you like. But before I do, I have a gift. And she also gives you a gift. Uh, she hands it to Nigel and she says, uh, take this as payment for doing part of my job for me, yes? And it is a charm that looks like a dragon's eye and does all kinds of cool things. Uh, Nigel is a, a little bit speechless, but mutters, uh, thank you very much, and just cannot stop staring into the dragon's eye. She uh, waves for all of you guys to come to the sort of staging area where people were dancing before. As she moves to the center, she motions for you all to, t- to sit, as many of the elves are. Uh, some of them are sitting pretty much all over. As she stands in the center, she takes up a staff and strikes it against the floor. Come. Children of the Leopard Clan, her voice calls out, strong and clear. Dusk has fallen. Let us call a moth to tell us a story. As one, the Ikuje stand and hold their hands cupped in front of them, each conjuring their own little ball of light. Nikita clutches the air in front of her as as if she is grabbing something. I have caught a little moth. It has a story to tell. It is a story of a great darkness. Everyone else in unison says, We will listen. There once was a time of anguish. A time of destruction. A time of night so dark that even moths refused to fly. From a hole in this night came a great darkness who saw the world suffer and thought only that it wanted to see more suffering. The darkness sought to burn all that remained until nothing was left but ashes. The first people that the darkness found were brave people. They stood before the darkness with their weapons and did not run. The darkness sought to destroy them, saying, You shall fall before me, for I am death and I am fire. But the people were not afraid, and replied, You shall not break us, for we are the guardians of this land who stayed to defend it when all others failed. Oh, what a terrible battle it was. The people shattered their spears against the darkness again and again, 
but no living being could pierce its hide. At last, the greatest among the people, the kindest, the most righteous, gave their lives to forge their souls into weapons for the people to wield. Oh, how their souls burned, like bright coals in the night. The people took up the souls of those who had been most loved, and in spirit split the skin of the darkness. They spilled the blood of the darkness across the whole of their lands. They broke the horn and the teeth from the darkness and flung them into the seas. Yet the darkness would not die. The people forced the darkness back into the place whence it had emerged. The people trapped it in the space between spaces. The people swore that they would stand guard so that the darkness could never escape to threaten the land again. Could the people imprison the darkness forever? When even the best among them could not defeat it? Was it foolish to expect them to try? That is the story that we have been given. And in unison, all of the elves say, we will remember. Nikita, uh, with a flourish, motions to the crowds, you included, and says, who else has a story for us to share? Is this going to make or break anything? So if any of you guys want, you don't have to, like, say the whole thing um, but you can tell kind of a general idea of what story you'd want to tell and then attempt a performance check to see how impressed the crowd is uh, what, 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 what god do they worship here so the symbol that you've seen are three crystals in a gold circle <laughs> Firethorn kind of wants to tell the story of Shaylin and her brother Dalbral. <laughs> you has know a great that ending. this is an elven goddess <laughs> of magic. She also tends to. Or I could not. I could not. I could not do that. Be worshipped by crafters, specifically people dealing with jewelry. <laughs> I mean, yes, Firethorn would tell the tale of Dabra and his sister Shaylin and, and the fall and the making of Zonkathon. Oh, I mean, no. it's not like her story was a happy story. Oh, <laughs> it's not like we can, oh yeah, that's the story uh, hmm. Firethorn's going to tell. Go, I mean, go you know what? <laughs> go ahead. I got to check. I'm not trained in performance. Firethorn does what Firethorn okay. does. <laughs> yes, what would Firethorn do? <laughs> I rolled a two plus three, so that's a five. <laughs> nah. We're so, well like. <laughs> you do tell the tale of brother and a sister who shared the love of beauty and art. But then uh, Dual Brawl was in a great battle and eventually grew jealous. He then was banished 
that that's how you will oh, tell it is that he was banished although you know <laughs> jury's out on that uh anyway uh and that he came back as the god of pain zankuthan but the way that you tell it is a little disjointed definitely not as eloquent but you do tell the tale and in the end people say we will remember and he just claps. Yeah. Uh, a few people clap. <laughs> like, most of the kids look horrified. <laughs> All right, anybody else? So I think Ashka wants to tell their own tale. So she's going to tell of this heroic group of a gnome, a leshy, a goblin, and a wizard. And she's going to leave out all of their names, right? Because like she's trying to brag, but she's not trying to make it like obvious right. that she's bragging. Definitely. So, so she's going to tell this tale of how they ventured to a faraway castle to protect the inhabitants of that castle. And how they discovered a treacherous townsperson who had conspired to destroy them, and also a small dragon, and summarily uh, took a lot of damage and were pretty sick, almost like these peppers, but ultimately ended up defeating them and restoring the castle to its rightful inhabitants. Uh, give me a performance check. Nine plus one is. 10. Uh, again, it, your, your story is a little disjointed. It's obviously about yourself. Uh, but at the end, people say, we will remember, and they clap. They do look less horrified from, than from Jesse. Good. <laughs> I like that. But also, maybe one of the older elves fell asleep. Fair trade. <laughs> I'll All right, take anybody it. else? Uh, once you guys are done, a few more of the elves get up and, and tell some stories. Uh, and then after everyone is finished, Osapanen stands up and says, uh, the night is set. May all of the people go to bed. Aww. The night is dark and full of terrors. And with that, Nikita comes over to you. Come. Come to where you will rest. And I will answer all the questions that I can. She leads you to a, a tent that has one medium-sized cot, three small-sized cots, and two tiny-sized cots for the dog. Uh, she sits on the floor next to the cots. Where does Renali go? Uh, she, that's a great question. Uh, when you guys are heading back to your tent, she says, uh, I will be sleeping elsewhere. I will see you in the morning. So again, Nikita uh, sits down and she says, uh, Is there subtext we're supposed to be picking up about Renali? A little bit, yes. About why she didn't have to, like, do anything? <laughs> okay, who's she sleeping with? <laughs> Not that kind of subtext. You have to ask her. Or you can ask Nikita. Okay. Uh, so Nikita sits down and she goes, I know you have questions. You are trying to track down the cultists who invaded your lands, yes? They have tormented us as well. If you can find them 
and defeat them, we will all prosper. Which is why my father gave you a gift. Akosa, well, he gave you that gift because he was impressed by you. It was not something that I expected. Akosa can be difficult, we shall say. He was taken at one point, but that is not my story to tell. Needless to say, he is not very trusting of outsiders. I think I can give you the place to start your search. Shortly after we drove the cultists away from that temple that you arrived in, we sent scouts east to track them as they fled. Yet these scouts swiftly came to a spot in the forest they could not enter without being stuck, struck blind. They said it was as if the air turned to embers and ashes, and they could not breathe or see, as if they were somehow caught in that terrible battle our people fought against the darkness thousands of years ago. When I studied the broken pillar that the Cinder Claws had left behind in the temple, the one with the dragon's head, I could tell it was meant to channel power against my people in particular. The darkness has a grudge against us, and I think the Cinder Claws are using the power of that grudge to keep the Akuje from striking back against them. So what would you say if I asked you to investigate the jungle to the east? If I am wrong, you may end up blind. I promise to heal you, but that is all I can promise. I always like lending a helping hand. So sure. Hmm. What questions do you have for me? I see that you have not found all the answers you wish to find here. I don't think our questions will be completely answered until we find the Shinder Claws. Hmm. I hope that you are able to exterminate them. Rinaldi will meet you in the morning. Is, is she going to be okay? Is she, where, she, where is she going? Yeah. Ah, the treaties say that she cannot sleep within our trees. She is Andi. She is the spider. Did you not know? She has a most voracious form. If you have not seen it, well, they are shifters. They have three forms. She can shift into that of a giant spider. And then she can shift into that of what a spider would look like if it were human. And then she can shift into the skin of what looks to be human, but is not. We have treaties in place. They have long since proven themselves in this area. A few of their tribes are nearby, but she does not have to prove herself. But in many instances, after dark, they are not allowed in the village. I guess out of character, are they like werewolves or something? Because I noticed like she wouldn't stay with us either. Like when we were on the other side of the portal. Oh no, she uh, she would stay with you. Like she had her own nest. It, it, she's not like werewolf. She can control her form. Like, but yes, she has. I thought she showed you guys one she, of her. She forms. did. Yeah. Yes, she did. Oh, okay. Um, like she. We feel uncomfortable by the fact that they have treaties that say, like, hey, you can come eat dinner with us, but then you gotta go home. <laughs> I wouldn't say so. 
Um, but you could ask Rinaldi. I would I would suggest asking Rinaldi about it. Okay. I think in areas like this where you have a lot of different groups that have different interests, treaties like this come up. But I mean like And who knows, maybe she's weak she said she was a couple weeks travel away from her village, right? Yeah, she's just sleeping nearby, probably. She's probably gonna make her own nest. She may even have it a nest nearby if it wasn't destroyed. Okay. I mean it just seems a little messed up. <laughs> well, you can ask her about it. Alright. Renala, you mean? Yes. Okay. Nikita doesn't seem worried. Okay. And it, it, when she sees that you look a little worried, she, she kind of scoffs and she says, there is nothing in this jungle that can take Renali. She is strong. You have made a good ally there. I know that you have spoken the name of the darkness to Akosa, I think. You will win no friends speaking that name here. Sankathon? <laughs> Mm-mm. No, she's talking about the darkness now. Oh, Nigel. Okay, yeah, Nigel said, um, I can't remember. Yeah. The hawk. Yes, okay. I thought <laughs> I you thought, meant Nigel yeah. was the darkness. No, no, I, I, thought, well, I thought you were talking to Firethorn as well. I was like, Zon Kassan? <laughs> like, no, okay. I meant, I meant okay. Nigel. Okay. Sorry about that. Uh, I was the bad guy the whole time. <laughs> He's <laughs> he been the darkness all along. <laughs> Those magic messages were coming from inside the house. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, so she uh, she she addresses Nigel and says, um, "Nothing fades while its name is still spoken. In any case, you are the ones who stepped through the portal and you saw the darkness. Yes, we we saw a fiery dragon. That is a vision. That is a piece of him. If you had faced the darkness whole, I fear for you. He is a being." That cannot be destroyed by chain spikes, by spells, by acid. He, it is not like you and I, and needs to stay in the space between space. Firethorn will ask, why not just destroy all the portals? It is hard to destroy something so old. Firethorn's always up for a challenge. The Adura Key was something we protected in the temple for generations. Our legends of the darkness within the Hunter Gate compelled us to do that. We never used it. The cult stole it from us in their surprise attack and used it to send their minions through the portal. I fear that they tried to overwhelm us. But we will not be taken so lightly. Uh, Nigel will ask him, how much, how much do you know about these portals that you are guarding? I noticed that there is only one. There used to be more. Six, I think, in this space. But the temple was destroyed in the battle with the darkness. That is all I know. In the temple where we came from. All six portals are intact. Hmm. Then there must be keys. They must lead to different places. The Hunter Gate is the only one active here. And the Hunter Gate key was trusted to us. Some say Elsteda herself trusted the Dulda key to us. 
but there is no proof of that. The Adora key to the Hunter's Gate. You have it, yes? To get home? Renali has it, doesn't she? Renali yeah. has it. There will be discussion about where the key should go, but we cannot keep you from your home. Trust it. Protect it. When, when we found the key, it was on the Cinderclaw leader, Molly Rock. <laughs> I bet he is the one that hurt my father. Bit him. Charuka. Ah, you never know what you're going to get with your tribes. Sometimes they are friendly and nice, and other times they are corrupted by the darkness itself. Be weary, but even us, as weary as we are, we cannot hold everyone accountable. Yes? Nigel nods. Foreigners, outsiders, come to our nation. They kill the animals, they steal from our land, and they trespass on ground they do not know is forbidden or sacred. Then they wonder why we are angry and do not invite them into our home. This is part of the reason that we invite you here tonight. That and it is always nice to see friendly faces and to hear their tell. But we came and we brought you here so that we would not have such problems. That you would not betray us and our trust. And I do not thank you that you will. Tomorrow, I will show you to the east. Renaldi will meet us. I will have to stay behind, but I will go as far as I can with you. With that, she stands up and she kind of dusts off her pants. If there is anything else, please let me know. But for now, I will let you rest. And she heads out of the tent. And that's where we'll leave it tonight. Thanks for listening to Dice Don't Die. Hey, if you like what we do, please visit us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Dice Don't Die. Or email us at DiceDon'tDiePod at gmail.com. The intro and outro song, Crunk Night, were created by Kevin McLeod. More of his work, and the work of many others, can be found royalty-free at filmmusic.io. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you on the next adventure.